Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Austin. And I'm Alicia. And we are the Darrows. This is the Darrows podcast where we help families navigate scripture to live godly lives by discussing all things family and faith unfiltered. In this episode, we're going to talk about how Christians should respond to unbelievers sinning. And instead of the usual drink of the day, we are going to tell you a funny joke. Shortly after tying the knot, a young married couple started arguing over who should make the coffee. Being a good Christian woman, the wife went to the scriptures for her answer. She said, sorry, she said that the Bible specifically stated that men should be the ones to make the coffee. Puzzled, the husband asked her where in the Bible it said that. Very confidently, the wife opened up her Bible and said, it's right here, Hebrews. I'm only laughing because I don't think it's that funny. <laughs> oh, I think it's it's so funny that you can't laugh. And Fair those enough. are those Fair are truly enough. the best jokes. Those are the best jokes. Yeah. At least that's what I tell myself when I say dad jokes to you. <laughs> and I never laugh at them. <laughs> I'm just convinced they're so good that you can't laugh. Yeah. That's for that's, my sake. That's definitely so, what it is. Um just a little bit of just a little bit of humor for you guys. But in all seriousness, um, this is a pretty serious topic and uh, some things have happened in our culture recently that has brought us to talk about this topic. We're not going to name the person involved or anyone for that matter involved in this or any other things that we may mention about this because we want to simply talk about this topic from a biblical standpoint and to not judge a particular individual, but to help Christians in approaching this issue. Yeah, and we're also not going to name anyone because these types of things have happened for centuries and they will continue to happen as we live out our lives. Yeah, for sure. We want to talk about how to respond to non-Christians sinning. So first and foremost, what is a Christian? I think this is an important thing to identify before we get started. Christians affirm that there is one true God in three persons of the Trinity. The son who is a part of the Godhead was sent down to live a perfect and sinless life and to die on the cross talking or taking on the full punishment of our sins. Then three days later, he rose from the dead, defeating sin and the grave. He then sometime later ascended to the right hand of the father to reign alongside him. The Christian affirms the divinity of Christ and the fullness of his lordship. This person also takes on what is said in Romans nine or Romans chapter ten, verse nine and ten, which says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart of one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. When we speak about unbelievers, in the context of this podcast, we are talking about someone who affirms and holds who, uh, yeah, when we're speaking about unbelievers, we're, we're, we're talking about someone who doesn't affirm these things that we spoke about above um, and, and lives outside of this thing. Um, so please keep this in mind as we continue uh, throughout this episode. Yeah, and the reason why that's important is because Christians are called to respond differently 
to unbelievers. And so that's why we really wanted to take that moment to define what a Christian is. And so like Austin said, as we're talking about this episode, we're specifically talking about how do we respond to unbelievers, not to Christians. Um, So yeah, we want to discuss what is the proper way to respond to unbelievers sinning. And so when someone is not a Christian, their life is not submitted to Christ. You know, they're they don't have the Holy Spirit within in them that convicts them and that challenges them and that is leading them to the truth and righteousness. And Second Peter chapter one, verses three through four say, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. So what that means is that Christians, because the Holy Spirit is in them, because his divine power is leading them. They flee from sin and they flee and they um, run towards godliness. And so otherwise, if you're not a Christian, if you're an unbeliever and you don't have this divine power working in you, you're going to still be a pursuer of sin. So that's really, really important to understand here. And with that being said, um, we shouldn't be reacting out of anger towards public figures or people we know and they do sinful things. Um, People who are, you know, they're trapped in their sin. People without the saving grace of God and who do not believe the things that Austin just mentioned, they are going to be living out their lives through their sinful nature. And so sinners will sin and they will view the things of Christ as folly or as foolishness as 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 verse 18 says, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. Those are who are perishing are unbelievers, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Yeah. Um, and we also shouldn't fear that the world is in ruins because of actions uh, committed by these people, uh, you know, and, 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 and things in this arena of, of sin, right? Um, the world has been ungodly since the fall in Genesis which is something we need to clarify and make sure that everyone understands that we, the world has been destructive ever since then. Um, and, and scripture is very clear about that. Um, you see jealousy and murder right away from Cain and Abel, um, who are, you know, the sons of Adam and Eve. Um, God had to send numerous prophets to remind the Israelites to not turn from God and to stop sinning. Paul had to constantly remind the church to stop living in sin and turn back to God. 1 Corinthians 5, verses 55 and 57, 55 to 57 says, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is, is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation 21, 4 21 verse 4 says, we will wipe away, every, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. God has defeated the enemy and is coming to rule, reign, and to bring the world back to its intended purchase purpose with no sadness, fear, sin, or pain. 
He was bringing joy and restoration. When we see prominent figures in our culture, or anyone for that matter, acting like this, we should look at them as sinners in need of a Savior, broken souls. Pray that God will transform their hearts and that one day they'll use this his platform to bring God or bring, you know, use their platforms to bring God glory. Be gracious as God was with you. Now, don't get us wrong. We don't need to, we don't want to excuse actions of unbelievers, right? Or we don't want to excuse actions that are sinful. Like we're not going to excuse sin. At the end of the day, sin is sin. Um, It is perfectly okay to recognize them as sin and call them as so, especially when we are teaching our children what is right before God's eyes. Ephesians 5.11 says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. However, we should do this with grace and mercy. Follow Christ's example. John 8 recounts the interaction of Jesus and the adulterous woman. He recognized her sin and yet allowed and yet showed her mercy. After no one stoned her because all had sin, Jesus, the only one who could have stoned her because he was without sin, chose not to, but told her to go and sin no more. John 8 verse 10 and 11 says, Jesus stood up and said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on sin no more. Yeah, so again, do not respond out of anger when you see prominent figures sinning and do not fear for the Lord has already won the battle. You know, pray that God would change her heart and lead them to himself. You know, share the truth out of love and display mercy and grace. And now you may ask, how do I navigate when my kids see people they look up to doing bad things? You know, for my advice, um, in my opinion, is first and foremost, you know, talk to your kids about the gospel and teach them that even though God isn't happy with these sins, he still responds with grace. Just like the story that... Um, Austin just shared, you know, Jesus was always gentle and loving the sinners. You know, he walked with them and and he was showing them how to live a God-glorifying life. He was gentle with them. He didn't stray away from like actually talking about, okay, the kingdom of God is near, you know, stop sinning, like seek holiness. But at the same time, he wasn't the one throwing stones at them and being mean to them and being hateful and, and screaming at them. No, he was always gentle. And, um, and that's the way that we can teach our kids to also be gentle with those who they see doing bad things. Um, another thing is if they're looking up to people who are doing bad things, um, you as parents, who are called to raise godly offspring, which we have talked about in um, our during our marriage series. So I encourage you to go check that out. But you know, you're called to raise godly offspring. So you need to be monitoring what they're listening to and what they're watching. Know who their influencers are and what they're talking about, and help them to seek and find godly ones so that they can um, live their lives pursuing godliness. You know read the lyrics before you let your kids listen to certain music. You know, I don't necessarily believe that you should be a household that only listens to Christian music, but if that's going to be 
the way that you make sure that you're keeping positive, godly, healthy music in your kids' ears, then that might be the call you have to make. You know, monitor their YouTube channels. You need to know who they're following and what is being said there. Um, For sure. Yeah. I mean, personally, you know, our baby's only three months. And so we're not yet experiencing this with her, but I have a niece and nephew, you know, we have a niece and nephew, they're five and seven. And we personally don't let them watch YouTube here at our house. Um, they do at home and that's, that's fine, but it's because there are so many bad things on YouTube, even on the kids app that they can just get into without like, like all of a sudden, like a video pops up and you're like, Whoa, where did that come from? How did you start watching that? And so I, my, opinion is if you're going to let your kids watch YouTube or be on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, especially when they're really young, monitor that with them or do it with them. Like it's okay to be on social media and watch YouTube and stuff. You can make it, you can make it an intentional act. Like if For you, sure. if you, uh, technology is not the devil, right? And, and technology in and of itself is not sin. Yeah. Uh, te- where technology becomes sin is when it becomes an idol in our lives. And it's when we allow it to tempt us and to lead us into sin. Um, and, and, and understanding that, you know, at the end of the day, when we sin, it, it is on us. We sinned. Um, but the, I mean, scripture says clearly in First Peter, you know, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he will devour. Like this, yeah. Is and a- your kids are precious, you know, exactly. and they could be severely and and very easily influenced by what yeah. they're seeing at such a young age. Yeah, and I think that it's it's just you don't we don't want to be hyper spiritual, meaning that we don't want to be. Um, so far on the spiritual side, I guess, of it to where we um, we negate some of the practicality of living life and in, in not being just complete goofballs when it comes to like just being weird and being like over overprotective of our kids. But we want to also uh, have discernment when we when we listen to things, when we watch things with our kids, even the movies that we may watch that not only influence us, but like if we're watching it with our kids, like think about like you may not think anything of you know this person in a video or in this person in a movie like cussing a bunch of times but your kid may pick it up right and and and, and that's not to say you know we'll talk in another video or sorry not another video (laughs) i'm so used to doing youtube videos but uh, we'll talk about another podcast actually about uh spiritual liberties um and where we stand on some of those things so we're not going to clarify where we stand on cussing right now. But the point is, is that, um, you know, when it comes to language, when it comes to sexual things, like you don't know what your kids are receiving. And if anything, they're probably receiving a lot more than you think they are. Yeah. And also just, you know, to kind of back this up to like the main point of what we're talking about here yeah. is when your kids are watching people on YouTube, on social media, on you name it, they can begin to really look up to these people and and learn things about how they should live their lives based on how these people are showing it. And like you and I know, um, social media is just a very, very small picture of what that person's life really looks like. And it is also usually a glorified picture of what they look like. And, it, and it's also used to be a place where they can gain popularity. And so they're probably doing things that aren't necessarily even too true to their character or, um, 
you know, really who they are. And so when your kids are following first and foremost, a fake persona of somebody, um, that can really hurt them. And, um, and then when those people, you know, and the big topic that we're talking about here, start sinning and start doing things that you are really not okay with. Um, but you thought they were okay at some point. I mean, you, you, we've seen that with a lot of Disney characters, for example. Yeah, for you sure. Know? And it's just like, you have to be careful who they're watching, like get to know more about those people. And, and when you see them doing these things, you know, talk to your kids about, okay, this is how God wants us to live. And even though they're not they're those people are not doing the right things. And so we want you to follow people who are going to lead you in the right direction. And so, um, and that goes for you guys too. Like as parents, we need to set the example of watching and listening to things that are God glorifying. Like Austin briefly mentioned, like what movies are we watching? What songs are we listening to? Um, and how does that impact our kids? Like how can we tell them, hey, don't watch that when we're watching it? And so um, Austin and I personally are, are working on this even more, especially as we're thinking about, you know, what kind of things do we want our daughter to watch and listen to you? What kind of things do we want our niece and nephew who are with us all the time to watch and listen to you? And so, you know, we're working on being a household that definitely listens to more Christian music and watches more, actually watches less movies and TVs and, and stuff like that in general. But when we do, it's an intentional time. Of, let's, let's watch this and learn something from it and grow from it. Not just let's sit and veg out in front of the TV for a few hours um, because we have nothing else to do. So, yeah. yeah as fun as, as vegging out is, um, it's one of my favorite phrases for those who don't Not know. Not my favorite phrase, but I did just use it. <laughs> yeah, she did use it and it made me happy. So, um, but yeah, teach your kids uh, to think on godly things um, at the end of the day. Uh, Philippians 4 uh, verse 8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worth worthy of praise, think about these things. Study the Bible with your kids and teach them to love God as their loving father the one who wants to protect them, give them joy, give them peace when they are sad, keep them from evil and welcome them into his loving arms. Display Christ to them, follow Christ. So when your kids follow you, they are displaying Christ as well. Operating out of love as he does, uh, follow his commandment, love God and love your neighbor. Treat people with respect and don't condemn them but walk gracefully with them, which is, I think, where, you know, kind of circling, you know, circling all the way back, why we didn't bring up any names in this. Like, initially, when we wanted to do this podcast, we wanted to actually talk about a specific issue. Um, and through some wise counsel um, that I had spoke to about this, um, maybe in even just in some prayer and, and just and really think about it, we came down to the point that, look, the point isn't about who this is about. The point isn't about um, the actions that someone in particular may may have done. The point is, as Christians, we tend to have a, 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 an ungracious and unmerciful view um, towards people. Um, and a lot of 
Christians embarrass other Christians, I would other Christians who are genuinely trying to do the right thing, because this isn't necessarily a problem for everybody, right? But it's it's important that we understand at the end of the day, sinners, unbelievers are sinners. Now we're sinners too, but the difference is, is that we're pursuing the things of Christ and we have the discernment now to know the things of Christ. Um, and we seek those things because of Christ's righteousness. Yeah. And, and because we have the Holy spirit in us guiding exactly. us to do that. Exactly. And, and sinners, unbelievers don't have that guidance yeah. and they don't have that conviction usually. And so, um, that's why they do what they do. And we can't, like you're saying, act in anger and hatefulness and all those things towards them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's um, I think that's where we can leave it today. It's it's not as long as some of the other episodes, but um, we just thought it was important to bring up um, for a quick episode. So I um, hope it was helpful. Thank you so much for listening. For more information about this episode, check out our show notes or our website, wearethedaros.com. And if you like what you heard, click to subscribe and follow our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at wearethedaros for updates and encouragement. If you have any questions you want us to answer or topics you want us to talk about, please leave us a voicemail or a text message at 407 407- 476-3434. That's 407-476-3434. Again, it'll go straight to voicemail. Just leave us a message and we will get to it in a future episode or reach back out to you um, if we can't put it in an episode. But thanks again for listening to the Darius Podcast. Catch you guys in the next episode where we'll discuss Christian liberties. Ayo. See ya.